Hey guys, Corey Davis here. I have back with me today Little List Fitness, now Doc List Fitness, because she recently got her PhD. She was on here recently talking about creatine. Um, hopefully by now, you've been taking creatine for at least a week, because surely the moment you finish listening to this podcast, you immediately ran to Amazon and got some creatine shipped to you. If not, go back and re-listen to that episode. But Alyssa's here today specifically to talk about the idea of strength training and cardiovascular training. So Alyssa, what is your background in that? I know it obviously, but tell the people how you combine strength training and cardio training, kind of some of the things you've done. Yeah, so I'm Dr. Alyssa Olenek, and while... My degrees in exercise physiology, my fundamental knowledge base is strongly in energy systems and muscles and how your body responds to cardio or strength training. And so I took that science that I know from that and then the science out there on concurrent training or what I like to call hybrid training. I think it's a more fun word that's less sciencey for everyone and combined it with my years of running 10 ultra marathons among many other trail races and solo adventures and being a pretty strong chick alongside of that. And so mixing those two together and maintaining my strength and endurance um, side by side, whether that's running and lifting, uh, CrossFit or cross training style lifting or whatever coach Noah gives me at the time, while also being pretty strong uh, simultaneously and kind of putting those two with the science to figure out the best and quote unquote more optimal way to do that in your own training. That's awesome. So you said concurrent training or hybrid training. What exactly do you mean? What is concurrent training? Yes. What is hybrid training? So I use the word hybrid training, which just means that you're trying to combine multiple things into one training program. I think hybrid is just a fun word that people like to identify with, but concurrent training it can be defined as mixing two or more modes of fitness or training or different styles of training in the same day, week, or month of training. So what would that mean? Yes. So many of you listening to this probably have kids that do sports that come to the gym and you're also doing this as well. And most of your kids are already doing this. They're training like athletes. They're doing endurance and power and strength within their same program, whether they're coaching with Noah, whoever else is here programming for them. And many of you are also probably doing this as well in the group fitness and our one-on-one training. And you're mixing in endurance, strength, muscle gain, and power training in some ratio to each other. And how we program that can help us to either maximize our gains in those um, or have the benefits of both in the same training program. So it just depends on how serious you are. Someone like me, I'm trying to be the best I can at both of these. Or like Corey here, when he deadlifted, what, 500 pounds and ran a sub six minute 600 and sub 600 six. and six yes. sub six mile on the same day that's a great example of trying to do both at once but for many people who are just looking for health they don't need to be trying to be the best at once but they want to get the benefits of both for either health or they do have some sort of recreational fitness goals awesome so i think it's it is useful to explain to people that the way that most adults train when you do like a gym class of some sort where you're training multiple qualities is actually kind of rare. So Alyssa, can you talk about what like non-concurrent training looks like? You know, when people are just training for one thing, what would that be? What does that look like for somebody? Yeah. So non-concurrent training is like the person who only trains for marathons or half marathons and doesn't do any lifting, doesn't do any group fitness, doesn't do anything else. They just only run or the power lifter who's only doing bench squat, deadlift, maybe some accessory work and not really doing a ton of other um, training outside of it. Maybe a little cardio for health here or there, but not really worried about performance or someone who's 
only focused on one goal in the moment and not really doing much of anything else. So a lot of specialists, like people who specialize in like, hey, I want to be an Olympic weightlifter. So that's going to be my main priority. And that's what my main focus of my training is going to be. Whereas someone else might be like, hey, I care about this, but I also care about these things. So CrossFit's a great example of this. Um, That's a sport based on concurrent training and mixing multiple modes in fitness. But you don't have to try to be the best in everything. You can mix all in the same program and have goals that lean more towards one side or the other. But it's just about having more than one mode of training in your training program rather than saying, hey, I want to be the best I can be at only this one thing. That's awesome. That's And I think for most people, that's how they should train. I agree. Um, being well-rounded is a really useful quality to me. It's one of the reasons that I talk about like not hating CrossFit, although it's cool in the like strength and conditioning industry to be like, oh man, I'm too cool for CrossFit. Most of it, I think is pretty good. Like the idea that you should train for multiple qualities all at once is great. So your you know system is a little bit more scientific, I would say. Yes. You know, you're doing a little bit more time thinking about how much of your program should be devoted to different things. Can you give us kind of a little bit of an idea and like a weekly breakdown of kind of how you set up yeah. someone who's trying to strength train and do cardiovascular training well? Yeah. So I'll give you two examples. I'll give you my example of my goals in my training right now because it's a little bit tangible and relatable and I train with Coach Noah, so that's helpful. So right now my goal is to just maintain or gain some cardiovascular shape um, and cross training and conditioning, but we've been working towards mainly strength goals otherwise the last like year or so with Coach Noah, maybe nine months. And so strength is my primary goal right now with Noah while also making sure that I'm getting in enough cardio that I can still do the other things that I like to do and then can kind of shift into a more cardio heavy focus here in the next few months. So we lift on Mondays, Tuesdays, and Fridays. Wednesdays, Saturdays, I do conditioning and then I usually do another cardio workout on Thursday. So I'm kind of doing split, split here and there with my main goals being strength. So I'm prioritizing those and I always do my cardio second or on a separate day. But when I was training for a big ultra marathon a few years ago and still again training with Noah, we were lifting three days a week, but my lifts were shorter in duration. I was doing more strengths focused stuff and less volume. And then I was running five days a week on top of that. So my week would look like lift Monday, lift Tuesday morning, run Tuesday afternoon, run Wednesday, uh, run Thursday, lift Friday, run Saturday. And then I was still resting one to two days a week, but I was just pulling that back. For most of you, you're probably not going to do two day workouts many days like me. I think it's okay to know that you can lift and do cardio on the same day or in the same workout back to back. And that's okay. I encourage people to lift first. And then if you are training for like a goal, like a, you're training for the ath half and you really want to start prioritizing running, just making sure that you're keeping that as your main focus and then scaling back lifting so that you can recover or still get in the gym in the amount of time that you need to support other things like your family and priorities like your job. Awesome. So why would you lift first and do the cardio or the running second? What's the reasoning behind that? Yes. So generally running will deplete something in your muscles called your glycogen stores, which are just basically the carbs stored in your muscles way more than lifting will. Um, you also get more fatigue of your central nervous system, which is your nerves and your muscles where they connect with each other from cardio training. So you'll probably have a worse lifting session after you do cardio. So, but you can potentially actually have a better cardio session or just as good cardio session after you do lifting because it will prime your nervous system. So you'll be able to do um, a little bit more work during that, or it might not be quite as fatiguing. Or if you're doing a heavy lift and then doing like an easier cardio, then the goal of that session wouldn't even be 
performance. It would just be getting the work done and it would be okay if you were a little bit fatigued if you did those back to back in that way. And so you talked about that, especially with your like strength focused blocks. Yes. When you are training for the APF, would you, it sounded like you still lifted on Monday, like before your run on Tuesday. I always prioritize lifting because I think that lifting supports running goals a ton. My only exception to this would be if you had a really hard speed work day and you wanted to do that first and then did your lift afterwards or maybe like in the afternoon separate from that but generally I'm pro doing your lifting first or separate if you can simply because for most people the muscle and power and strength benefits are greater unless you're someone who has like very very serious more specific running goals and if you lean more towards that specific side that we were talking about earlier in the podcast you might prioritize your running over lifting and follow up with lifting after or separate in the afternoon and if that's you you can recognize that and if that works better for your schedule when you're prioritizing something like a marathon that would be okay too okay and that person would be someone who has legitimate speed goals like I know when I worked with collegiate cross-country athletes in the past Mm -hmm. I would have them do their strength training after their speed work yes Um, but that's because that speed work was super super fast almost like a strength workout. Like they're really taxing their muscles in a real way. Yes. So I like pairing speed work on strength days for that reason, because you're kind of putting the same kind of stress on the body. And then the day after being an upper body day or a lower intensity cardio day or a rest day for that reason. I also like doing strength um, with easy running days too. Um, So it seems counterintuitive because I'm saying both work, but I also like doing that as well. If you are having to do things back to back, but then doing the easy stuff after the, the lifting because it's not going to be as important for you to have a performance output where speed work usually have a time or intensity or pace goal. That's great. And I think for a lot of our like Corblin members, the idea of concurrent training is really natural to them. Yeah, that's how they train here. That's that's what we do in our classes. Yes. You know, it's they're not coming twice a day, so it's one hour long workout mm-hmm. that's starting off with 30 minutes of strength training and then concludes with 30 minutes of conditioning of some sort. Because like you just talked about, that's really beneficial. But what do we say to the sons of some of our members? And I'm picking on guys here because I think this is more common with guys than anybody else. Of, but Alyssa, if I do cardio, it's going to make me frail and weak. Cardio kills your gains. And I know that. Because somebody on TikTok told me. Yes. Well, first off, don't listen to anyone on TikTok. Second off, this is a really age-old rumor, I guess you could call it, in the fitness industry. It's a myth that will not die. And what this came from is that many, many moons ago in like mouse model cell culture study, which means nothing to anyone listening here, but basically in cells that came from mice, we saw that the same stress that you put on your body with running interferes with the the pathways that signal, hey, make muscle tissue, get strong. And while this does happen to some degree in our bodies, it's not as strong as a stimulus as we think, or you need way more of a cardio stimulus than you think. And also ignores the fact that cardio and being in cardio shape also can help and support your resistance training or lifting or strength goals as well, as you should be also considering your health when it comes to your training. But if you are an athlete who has goals, you can still get strong and gain muscle and train for your sport and probably even be better for your sport because you're doing conditioning in general. And you can get away with a lot more cardio than you think. The biggest thing is that you just have to make sure you're eating enough to support your strength and or muscle gain goals as well and taking your creatine. So there is an interference effect. 
it's just overstated by people yes. as to how strong it is. Yes. I think you touched on something really interesting there about how superior cardiovascular health could impact positively your ability to strength train. How does me getting into better cardio shape help my eight rep max on bench press or deadlift or something? Yeah. So having your cardiovascular systems develops helps in a couple of ways. So if you go back and listen to the creatine podcast to talk this, to this a little bit, but we use creatine for our immediate uh, energy output during strength training, but that is recovered by our aerobic system. So you're able to recover the creatine to be able to use it in for your next set or your next reps um, with our aerobic system in between sets. And your ability to recover between sets and deliver oxygen to your tissues or bring oxygen that you're breathing into your muscles to help recover your them between so they can produce energy comes from your aerobic training and the benefits that you get from aerobic training. So if you feel like you're huffing and puffing between heavy sets or anything over six feels like cardio or you're not recovering or your heart rate is staying really high during your lifts, that might be a sign that you could benefit from some cardio so you could actually end up maybe even being able to handle more volume in your training and recovering better. So by them being able to handle more volume, they will suddenly be able to do more muscle damage and build more muscle long-term? Yes. I think that makes a lot of sense. So who should add cardio to their workouts? everyone, but how much you need just depends on your goals. If it's just enough for health, enough for performance or a specific goal, I think that's where people get confused. Like, of course, if you're training for a marathon and you're trying to get a sub three marathon, you're probably also not PRing your lifts during that time, unless you've never lifted before in the past and everything's new to you. I like doing something called a seasons approach. And if you're an athlete, you know, this, you take seasons of preseason, during season, postseason. You probably have noticed that you do more strength during certain times of the year versus other times of the year. And that's how I think most people should do this. So that way, if you're worried about balancing both across time, it's not doing them both at once, but having, hey, during this period of time, I'm more focused on gaining strength and or muscle. But hey, here I'm maintaining it and I'm doing more cardio because I need to be in conditioning shape for this season or this race or this goal that I have. And not spreading yourself thin or just adding more and more to your plate, but instead saying, hey, I'm going to focus on improving in this area right now because I'm kind of suck at it. And maintaining this other area, which may mean that you maintain your strength goals while you work on increasing cardio a little bit. So that long-term you're moving forward on that goal rather than kind of things being stagnant. So it's not necessarily, Hey, I'm going to try to maximize both of these systems at all times. It is, I'm going to really push one for a period of time while maintaining the other mm-hmm. and then switch my priority for the season to yeah. you know, the other one. And there might be seasons where you are maximizing both at once. But even when I think about like CrossFit as a great example of this, CrossFit athletes, yes, they're doing Metcons all year round. And yes, they're peaking and performing for the games, but they only care about being optimal at all points and times for those times they're competing. The rest of the year they're doing maybe just strength cycles or more muscle building cycles or more Metcon cycles, depending on what they need themselves. And knowing that even though those are the athletes that are probably the pinnacle of like concurrent training being at its peak at all points in time in one athlete, that they're not always just doing the same programming across the year. They're periodizing it or changing the season or changing the focus across time, just like elite athletes do and things like that. So you can maintain in one area while improving in somewhere else. And the goal would be that over time, both things go up and you gain a ceiling of fitness in both. So you can do more of each better at the same time. 
That's awesome. Thank you, Alyssa, so much. Alyssa, if people enjoyed this, where can they find you on the internet? Yeah, you can find me at Docless Fitness on Instagram. My website is Docless Fitness. My YouTube is Docless Fitness. I have my own podcast called The Messy Middle. And then you can follow my training page, The List Method, as well. Um, But mostly Docless Fitness across the board on everything else. That's perfect. Alyssa, thank you so much. Listeners, thank you for chiming in today. I appreciate you listening to this podcast. If you have any questions for me that were not already answered in this podcast, please so go ahead and send me an email to Corey, C-O-R-E-Y, at warmuppod, warmuppod.com, and I'll be happy to answer them for you. You guys have a wonderful day. Bye.